Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church Audio Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Stay tuned for today's sermon. Enjoy, and God bless. necessarily because of you. It's to protect his reputation. It's to protect his name. When a, when a company put a warranty on a product, it's to protect their name. Alright? Because nothing is worse than having a bad name for a company, right? Um, and so he protects his name. He protects his reputation. And we talked about how God and a manufacturer produces products. And on every product is the manufacturer's image. You are God's product. He, he placed his image on you. Amen. And most of your, all of your victory has to do with God and his name. And it has very little to do with you. Amen. We think the company care about us because they put a warranty on the product. And when the product breaks down, they're going to replace it free of charge, right? Oh, they just care about me. No, they don't care nothing about you, really. They care about their name. They care about their image. They care about their reputation. Amen? And in the design of every product is the capability to it to function as it should. In every product. So your success is not outside of you. Amen? He's already equipped you with the success that you need to be successful before the foundation of the world. He has a plan. Amen? And he has a design. And so today... We'll be talking about discovering yourself. Discovering yourself. And this will be the final message for this series. Um, And so turn your Bibles to Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 7. And I advise everyone to take notes. If you don't have paper, Dave right here has some note-taking paper. 
uh, and we'll pass that. Raise your hand if you need some notes taken paper. Notes taken paper. I advise everyone to take notes. And then uh, make this a part of uh, sometime this week. Go over. Because you're not going to get all of it today. Everything you need is not going to be given to you today. It's also given later. But you will heard it. And go over and listen to the CD, listen to the online uh, audio over and over and over again. It's some messages. Now I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it. <laughs> because they were just so good. It supplied you with spiritual nutrients. Supplies you with spiritual nutrients. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heavens and a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant a time to pluck up that which is planted a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to give, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is here with us. You have Lord God, so wonderful. Holy Spirit, now I ask you to, uh, we look to you as our counselor this morning. We look to you, Holy Spirit, as the one that enlightens our understanding. Lord God, sharpens our vision and keeps our perspective of how we view and analyze. Lord, I, I look to you, Holy Spirit. Teach us this morning. Read what you teach us. Read what you teach your people. Lord God, I'm not smart enough to know it. I don't know, Lord God. But I know you do. You know exactly what to say. And so we yield ourselves to you. And we receive of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Time has been allotted to you. And the accumulation of your choices to exist right now. You have been granted permission to produce in this world. God has granted everything, created everything for a precise reason and a specific design and for a particular purpose. God don't make mistakes. He is perfect. And he has already put in you to be and fulfill your destiny. And after today, I, I pray that you will discover yourself, your true self, through the intentions of the Father's will. Life has to be more than working, paying bills, 401k, retiring, and then dying. Life has to be more than that. You are more than a job. You are more than a job. Write this down. 
your purpose can't be substituted with anything else. There is by far, this is by far the most important message that you will ever hear. I believe that many people are very frustrated and irritated because the because purpose isn't known and fulfilled in their lives. Let's take this chair and this table. The purpose of the chair is for sitting and supporting humans. One of the enemies, uh, the one of the enemy's jobs um, is to take what God creates and pervert it and twist it into another intended purpose that wasn't in the design of the creator. All right. Take this chair, for instance. Although this chair may be uh, used for other things, the primary reason is for sitting, right? For resting. But what if you grew up in your culture and in your neighborhood? This chair was used to eat on. Now, what I mean by that is mama served food. We ate chicken off our chair. What I mean by that? <laughs> At dinner time, we sat and ate off our chair on the floor. This was common in my neighborhood. This was common in my family. This was common in my culture. This was common throughout. And then you find out the shocking truth that the chair was originally designed to sit on. Hold on, hold on now. But mama fed me fried chicken in this chair. We ate off this chair. But the truth is, it wasn't designed for you to eat off of. The truth is, no matter how long, how many ancestors, don't matter. This chair was designed to sit in and not to eat off of. But what if I just want to eat off of it? Because I'm so used to it. It's not fulfilling its purpose of the creator. Amen. This would be a great shock for people to find out, especially if the whole United States, come on, just imagine everybody. We go to school, everybody eating off chairs. Imagine that. We're going to restaurants, everybody eating off chairs. But everybody's standing. Amen. Everybody's seated. <laughs> Just stood up. <laughs> Mama had blisters? Not so. You're, you're not supposed to have blisters on your feet. There is a design. There is something that's been created to alleviate you standing on your feet all the time. Amen. So what am I what am I saying? Most of us born with a particular purpose and a particular design that God intended for us to walk in. You got a destiny already planned before you even enter your mother's womb. Right? And it's safe in God to make to cause you to be anything but that. And it's my job help you come to that understanding. If, if we use anything outside of its use, that would be abuse. And technically, that's chair abuse. Right? Why? You're using it for another intended purpose. 
what it's created to be. The purpose of the chair can't be substituted. In my last message, I briefly discussed five questions that I believe that's driving everybody. And I got these five questions, I'm be honest, Dr. Miles Monroe. But I believe that God people got to have this. Amen. And so in my last message, I talked about these five questions. Do y'all remember those five questions? Amen. If not, I encourage you to write them down again. Amen. Because we instructed you to write those down before. Amen. And this, these five questions, I believe, is driving everybody from the executive in the penthouse to the homeless man sleeping in a tent. People are searching for answers for their lives. I believe these questions are supposed to be answered as early as possible. We should have gotten a clear understanding of these questions before we even left the house. As a result, many are being used in ways that wasn't in in the intentions of the creator's design for our lives. We have been normalized by culture, society, and family. And like this chair, its purpose has been twisted into a reality that wasn't in the, in the mind of the creator. I have discovered myself that I am determined to help every one of you discover yourself and operate in your true potential. My purpose is to help you find out who you are and then help you do it. That's my purpose. I believe true satisfaction comes from gaining the understanding of these five questions and as that pertains to your life. So, the start of, the start of discovering yourself has to begin with the intentions of the creator. The word of God is the mind of God purpose of your life is discovered in it. Write this down. Why was Jesus so effective? Write that down. Why was Jesus so effective? Many say because he was the son of God. Many say because he was God. He was perfect. And these are true. But what's not emphasized enough is Jesus was a man. Man, just like me and you. That means the miracles that he's done, what made him successful was because he was God. It wasn't because he was God. He left his God privileges in heaven and he became a man. Or he submitted himself and became a man, right? Um, Jesus was, uh, at one point in time, Jesus was 12 years old and they they came into town to celebrate Jesus, the Passover. Um, and so the, the family was leaving, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus was there. And come to find out, Jesus wasn't with the family. So they had to travel back to Jerusalem to find out where Jesus was. In that time, they found out that Jesus was in the temple, perplexing them in the synagogue. And Mary and Joseph found Jesus and said, boy, you better come on. And Jesus said, you know I got to be about my father's business, mama. Mama wasn't having it. She said, come on. And this is what the Bible says. Jesus obviously said, yes, ma'am, and he went, right? Because the Bible said he, he separated himself under her 
then he grew. How can someone perfect grow? The Bible says he grew in wisdom and in stature and with favor with God and with man, right? So that means to me that Jesus was a man. He grew. And the wisdom that Jesus gave me was he knew how to be God, but he had to grow into how to be a man. Because what is he going to grow into if he's already God? But what God couldn't do was relate to sin. So he came down and said, what they going through? Now Jesus is the perfect person to explain to the father, you know, that one, that one pretty special because he the easy one. You understand that, right? And he's able to relate. Now he was tempted at every point and still didn't sin. God can't be tempted with evil. But Jesus was. Why? Because he was a man. God can't be tempted with evil. So I just explain that. Write this down. First question. Who am I? The average human struggles with their identity and never come to know who they are. Some, so many people battle with just being themselves. Get that. So many people battle with just being themselves. So sad. But it's true. And the discontentment of their lives has caused many to not even come to know who they really are. This question is not talking about what you do, like I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, I'm a janitor. That's just what you do. That might not be necessarily who you are. Amen? This question is an identity question. Most people don't know who they are, so they die as someone else. Think about it. Ever since you can remember, you've been trying to fit in. Grade school, you think this group, this group, these people, these, you've been trying to search and fit in. What, do, what, was, what was happening? You were trying to find, have you, have you ever heard somebody say they're trying to find their stuff? Right? But what if you can discover yourself before you even leave the house? What if you can know who you are before you even decide what you're going to do the next morning? Amen? This might be a challenge to your thinking, but who you are at the core of your being is what exudes from you without even trying. You don't even think about that. You think about jobs. You think about making money. But who you are is supposed to express. Think on that. Go to John chapter 5, verse 17. John chapter 5, verse 17. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh here, and he and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he did not only uh, he not only broke had broken the Sabbath but he also said that God was his father making himself equal with God 
Let's stop right there. Let me give you all the five questions up front, and then we'll go back to it, right? First question was, who am I? Second question, where I, where am I from? Third question, why am I here? Fourth question, what can I do? Am I going too fast? Okay, all right, all right. Thank you for communicating. It's always important that in any relationship that communication is expressed. Or you will be railroaded by a person like me, my mentality. <laughs> Slow me down. Two is, where am I from? Three is, why am I here? Four is, what can I do? Five is, where am I going? One is, who am I? Three is, what can I do? Now I'm about to explain those, okay? Uh, so the first two are the very most important before you get to why am I here to me. The first two are invaluably important, all right? And so we'll look to Jesus to see how, see why he was so effective, first of all. And, um, and that's what I'm about to do, go through the scriptures and give you the foundation so we can have some type of example to follow, right? Because Jesus is our example. Most of us are Christians in the United States. I mean, there is an epidemic of uh, all kind of other stuff, but majority of us here have heard about Father God, right? And Jesus called God his father, all right? But what about Joseph? Just think about this for a second. Jesus, and we're talking about identity here, right? We're talking about who is Jesus. They was always questioning who, who are you. Just tell us, who are you? And so here we see the scriptures where Jesus identified himself, identified God as his father. But what about Joseph? Joseph was Jesus' earthly father, and Mary was Jesus' mother. But why didn't the Jews calculate that at this point? You remember when he first came on the scene? Was it anything good coming out of Nazareth? Like, this is Joseph's boy, right? A better question than that is, why didn't Jesus ever boast about his physical origins when it came to who he was? If it was so important, shouldn't he have an example from our example of his priorities? What do I mean by that? We're talking about identity now. Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, 48 through 50. Jesus asked, who is my mother and who is my brother? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my, mother, my, these are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who do the will of my father in heaven is my mother and my brother and my sister. I believe we overemphasize and connect our identity to our ethnic group. When we put 
we put limitations on ourselves when you always talking about your culture is who you are. When I ask you who you are and you put your faith or your identity in your skin color, let's see what Jesus did there. All right? Why didn't Jesus boast at this time? He said, your mother is here, Jesus. And Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Now, we're not disowning mama. I love you, mama. I'm not disowning mama. But Jesus is placing his identity not on this earth. This is so important when we're talking about asking these five questions about yourself. Because really, when we claim an earthly origin like that, too much, just overemphasizing it too much, you actually put limitations on yourself. Because now, when it's time for you to step out to do something that's out the norm of your culture, guess what's going to be calling and saying, you know, we don't do stuff like that. You can't do that. You're black. You're white. You're whatever. But did Jesus do it? This would be a great time for him to say, mama, come on in. But he said, who is my mama? Who is my mother? Guess what, he's, guess what he's pointing to his identity? It's, some, it's in the spirit. It's who he is. And, is. and he called God his father. Think about that. What about Joseph? Who is your father? Because your identity is tied to where you're from or your source. Father means source. Are you just going to stay limited to your daddy? Your earthly father. And I love my daddy. May he rest in peace. He gave me Jesus. Amen. But I can't tie my identity of the core of who I am to my earthly father. Because he's very limited. And y'all know we are very limited when it comes to helping and trying to supply, especially as a father. Amen. It's going to be some things you're going to be missing when you get older. That you're going to have to look to the father to help you with. Amen. Or he'll put somebody in your life to help finish molding and shaping you from the nutrients that a father supplies that your earthly father didn't give you. Amen? I have a few minutes left. Stay lost. And I just believe that we put limitations on ourselves when we overemphasize our earthly culture and color. No one is responsible for the outcome of your life but you. You can't, no one, no one can stop God from blessing you. But you. Let's go to Mark chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Thank you, Lord. One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee. John the Baptist, John Baptist baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my beloved son and you bring 
joy. What, what would it take for you to believe that? What if Jesus really believed that? And that's why he would say the same. Because he knew who he was. He was God's son. He was God's son. Now we hear that very often, but think about that in an earthly context. Amen. In your life. In your own personal life. When someone is putting limitations on you. Or you're putting limitations on yourself. Or your past is putting limitations on you. Amen. Are you God's son? You are God's son, and that's what's going to bring you out of those limitations. When you believe that. When you accept that. Right? Let's keep moving forward. I'm not going to hurry. Number two, where are you from? This is a question of choice. Many times people reason these questions out from an earthly point of view, like I'm from Gaston. I was talking to my brother, I'm from Gaston. He's like, oh, man, that ain't nothing. <laughs> I said, praise God. But a lot of times when we start talking about identity now, all right, that's just, uh, uh, that's just an earthly location, amen? Or when we talk about where you are from, many people, you know, in this world, they also, you know, people believe in all kinds of crazy stuff, but to believe you from a monkey, Come on, man. That's the value you're placing on yourself. Amen. A monkey. Even got other people. You got people in this world think they are from stardust. Come on, stardust. Are you serious? That is the value you're placing on yourself. No wonder people do all kind of stuff. If you find out where you are from, you can find out your strength. You can find out your ability. You can find out your potential. Your choice determines your potential. Where are you from? At John 8, verse 28, Jesus said, let's see what Jesus was from. Jesus said, you are, he said, you are from below. He, then he said, I am from above. You belong to this world. I don't. Now, let's look at this from a human, our context point of view, because we so used to seeing Jesus as this mystical person that came down. But look at the reality in real life. Did he say he was from Jerusalem? Oh. Did Jesus ever say, you know, I'm representing Jerusalem, baby? <laughs> no, he didn't. What did he put his, what did he, what did he put his, I'm from? From above. He said, I'm from above, you from beneath. Well, hold on, Jesus, ain't you Mary's boy? Ain't nothing good coming out of Nazareth. Jesus said, you can say what you want, but I know where I'm from. This is so important that you grab these concepts because you are not just from Huntsville. You are not just from where you was born, especially if you've been born again, especially if you've been born from above. You are not from this world no more. Your identity is not placed on where you was born and which hospital you was at and what side of the track that you live on. When you place that in your identity, you're putting limitations on yourself. You only can go so far. Why? Because now them folks, them folks over there, they can, and you got more hope for other people than you do your own self. Why? Because of your location and where you was from. That is crazy, saints. And what is Jesus trying to teach us? Through his own life, 
here trying to teach us, do not place your identity on where you come. Amen. We can express that, amen, through just learning one another. But in my in the core of who I am, I have to start seeing myself differently if because this is what's going to stop you. When God, when Jesus hears vision and he shows you your destiny that you've been called to go around the world, and guess what's going to scream at you? Guess what's going to scream at you? But I'm just black. But I'm just from. But I'm just this. And but I'm just that. Those are limitations that's tied to your identity. And all that's got to change. Why? Because you're a new creature in Christ. Old things passed away. All things become new. New. I'm not myself. I'm not who I was. Amen. Amen. I'm from above. I've been born from above. Amen. Because I am not my skin color. Amen. I know I got, I'm not colorblind. I don't have to say all that. But my identity is not on this earth. I am a child of the most high God. Amen. And I will produce what he says I can produce. Amen. And you'll start talking crazy. Well, that's crazy to everybody, but it's normal to kingdom talk. But everybody, but where you from? It don't matter where I'm from. I've been born of God. I'm a new creature. Praise God. But just to give you my testimony and tell you what God can do, we was, I started in my car, you know, and then you give me a testimony. But if you're going to come out of that, you got to start seeing yourself differently. Jesus did it. We see here that Jesus is given again a great example of on his perspective. Ain't nobody stopping you from being blessed by him. Because your blessings has already been formed before the foundations of the world. Only person that can stop that is you. Fourteen fifteen says Jesus told them these claims are valid even though I make them about myself. But I know where I am, where I come from. This is what Jesus tell us, and I know where I'm going. But you don't know about me. You judge me by human standards. How many people don't you, in your life don't? I'm telling you, when you start talking like this, it's like you can't do that. Just like them. Listen, misery loves company, y'all. In order, and I'm raising up leaders. If you just been a follower your whole life, you're gonna be pressed into becoming a leader. Amen. And that's what my call is. That's why you will feel pressure from me to come out of your comfort zone. Amen. And it's love. It's just who I am. I can't help it. You know, it's just who I am. Amen. But I think it's okay for me to express that so you'll know that I'm not just trying to say that. Amen? It's just me. But I don't judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Let's go to the next one. Why am I here? This is the most important, but we first must get through the first two because this right here, you will fight if you don't understand the first two. All right? 
this, the next question is, why am I here? This is the most important, saints. Write this down, please. Why are you on the planet? Success is predictable. This might blow you away. Just give me time, okay? I'll explain myself, all right? Success is predictable, and failure is also. Many don't believe this, but I do. All right? Being successful, according to being successful, has everything to do with the creator and how he's created you to be. The father has declared you to be a certain way before the world even began. That's success. Success is predictable because everything that God creates, he creates it already with the capability for it to be successful. A giraffe don't have to try to be a giraffe. It don't have to, oh, I wish I have a long neck. No, it don't have to do that. It's all it's laws built up in this DNA that requires it to have a long neck, right? Who put those laws in our DNA? And the scientists call uh, the DNA is the, um, the blueprint book for our life. It's already coded in our DNA or in every animal to be who they are. A dog don't have to try to bark. Let me give you the definitions of success. When a dog barks, it's successful. When a bird chirps, that is success. And what we have to do is rework what the world put on us on what success is. Why? So we can just be instead of always running after an identity that's outside of us. Would you? And we don't even know how to just be. And we have to be converted and become like a child again so we can relearn and discover What I mean by success is predictable because God um, places, he has already equipped us. I mean, I thought I was done. No, I'm good. All right. Your potential or why am I here is very important. What can I do? This is a question of your potential. Potential means What is your true power? What are your true capabilities? Most people only use 90% of what they're able to do. Many people are living beneath their abilities. This is so, I'm about to say something so, I know it's going to be good, but I'm going to mess it up. (laughs) Uh, Many people, this is so good. Many people judge and accept their capabilities and their ability based on a human test. Let's say this again. Many people judge what they can do based on a human test. And if they say you're not smart based on their test, many people will 
determine your ability and the results of other human beings' actions. Instead of, because this is, we don't realize that I love my kids and they're here, uh, and I love my daughter. Uh, but when you got two kids, it's a such thing as a bad teacher for nothing. And they put limitations, like, look, I can't do it. So you can't read and you can't do this and they this and they that based off of tests. No, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not based off no test, though. You got people, hey, if some of you all believe that you can't based on a test that happened 20 years ago. Based on the human test, and then now I just can't. I just can't. Who told you that? Amen. Who told you you can't? When you say you can, you do. Amen. When my children come home with a C and the teacher can't teach, praise God, because you got people that's in our educational system and they need you to go through these five questions. They definitely don't know who they are, and they don't even know how to teach. And you're a teacher. Amen? And I believe as we are growing in Christ, and this is the truth, saints. Why? Because we all should have got this, and this is what we're doing here at the church. The children will know, and as they grow into adults, and as they grow into teenagers, they will know this. And I thank God for my brother, Pastor Aaron, back there, that I Love him. I said, I told him last week, I said, man, I can't wait till my kids get to you. If you're still around. You just ordered them what I missed. Praise God. <laughs> but this is what I'm, the Lord showing me the vision is they have to know this before they even leave the church and before they even leave our house. So when they go out, now they're making decisions on who they are instead of trying to find out what they want to do. They don't have to find out what they want to do because, yeah, I already know. I just got to be. Now, this this might be challenging to the norm, all right, because it might not be on a job, you know. It might not be on a job. It might be in school and to be. You can have businesses. You may speak from that perspective. Even though a job is good, I thank God for a job. Many lessons to learn on a job. Amen? Many lessons to learn on a job. Many lessons to learn on a job. Like how to be a Christian, you know? <laughs> you will learn how to be a Christian on your job. I'm telling you because you're going to be around devils. You're going to be around everything. And eight hours a day, you better learn something. Eight hours a day, if your buttons don't get pressed and the flesh don't rise up, amen? And it's supposed to, though. That's, that's not, you're not bad because your flesh changed the surface. You're not bad. It's just, what are you going to do after that? You know, do you act like it ain't there or, you know, and just say this is who I, do you tie that to your identity or do we go seek? And ask, you know, and, and we, we seek Jesus to get rid of this because we know, first of all, this ain't Jesus. And we go and we just be honest and say, 
Okay, look, man, I got some issues. Jesus is working them out. Amen. Um, so let God be true in every man alive. Let God be true in every man alive. Now, I believe that my children will be successful also in taking tests. Don't get me wrong. But I do not tie their identity to what a teacher says they own or what they are or whatever. They will be, that stuff will be kicked out of them as soon as they get home. And I was thinking about going up there and training that teacher. And uh, praise God. (laughs) You are smart. You are intelligent. You are smart, especially when she proves to be who she is. It would be strange to see a giraffe in there trying to, trying to preach, right? Look, man, you want to create uh, the Scott chapter. Go ahead. Go be a giraffe. Amen? So what I have to do, I have to point them back to who they are and recalibrate them continually because this world is trying to put on them identities. And so it's a continual working process of speaking the same thing over and over again, over and over again. And as a leader, you have to be comfortable with speaking the same thing over and over again. Paul said, it is safe for you that I teach you those principles all over again, right? What has God placed you on earth to do? What is your potential and your ability? Because it's where you originally came from before you entered your mother's womb. And the last question is, what else can I say that you can say on that one? Um, So, the source speaks on your potential. That's why you just can't be from this world. Because when your source even give you a glimpse of your destiny, you will say, I don't, no, I can't. Excuse me. And that's normal. That's normal to that insecurity drives that when you discover who you really are. Amen. But we don't walk in that. We walk past that and through that despite things coming up. But that is supposed to happen because it is supposed to be bigger than yourself. It is supposed to be bigger than where you came from, where your mama, where all that. So that's normal, right? Um, But this is a true question also that we must come to grips with ourselves, write this down. Uh, Where am I going? This is a question of destiny. We wasn't supposed to eat, sleep, work, retire, and die. Amen? There There is more to life than that. Isaiah 46, verse 9 through 10 says in King James. Isaiah 46, verse 9 through 10 says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. (laughs) I am God, and there is none like me. See how he overemphasized that? And he says, Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are yet not yet done, saying, my counsel stands, shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Now, let's go through this right here, because your destiny is not like, you know, you know, if I just, if I just get this job, that's not 
your destiny. That's not your destiny. If I just get this, your destiny has already been established. Let's go to the scripture. It says, declaring the end from the beginning. What does that mean? And then he said, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. That, this means, all right, we're going to go through this scenario again. Come on, Destin. I need you. I need you now. Oh, Destin, I need you. Come on up. <laughs> so stand right here facing me. God says, there is no other God like me. All right? I established a thing before I even get started on it. That means this. God has already created a design and intended purpose for you. That was why you was born in the first place. Listen, everybody that's born has an assignment to assign. Everybody. I don't care how you got here. You have, an, you have an assignment to take care of, right? If you was born, that shows you that he has already created a destiny and an end in place for you. Already. Why? Because God is sitting in our future. His past is our future. Let's say it again. God's past is our future. That means. You have already been established before the foundations of the world. Then he said, um, I need you on earth. And then you was born. And now he backs up and then start on it. When you come into this world, he begins to work on it. And as I'm born and I'm, represent, I'm representing a destiny uh, beginning in, into the earth. And as I'm born, you, that's why at, when you're young, you, you, you think big. You know, they dream bigger than us. And, they, you know, I, would, I, I talk with my kids, and we, we'll start having these brainstorming sessions where we talk about what do the earth or what do this world need? And we'll just talk, start talking about ideas and brainstorming and just start talking about needs of the earth that's not yet or how can we make something better. All right? So I said, baby, you know, Trinity said, um, she said, uh, when a car breaks down on the road, a machine come out and fix it and then go back. I said, it blew my brain because I'm like, why am I do that? You know, I'm up here. I, my imagination was saying, let's think about some small thing that we can just form and shape and reproduce on eBay or something, you know? Some small thing that you can just form you know, it sticks somewhere, and it's a need that people need, right? Because you know how those commercials, you'd be like, look at that, man. That's simple, and it's working. And I thought I, saw, I, thought, I thought about that 10 years ago, you know? How many of y'all ever do this? I ride around town, I see empty locker. Oh, gas station. Oh, what do we need? You know what we need on this side of town? Is that, 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 that we talk about on here. And it done happened. Every, I done did it three times on our side of town. It ain't ha happened. Somebody did something. <laughs> exactly the need. I remember one time I said, man, you know we need a gas station because I'm riding in the truck. And I'm like, man, I wish it was a gas station right here. Now I got to go all the way down. Da -da 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 -da. And I say, you know a gas station will work right there. I'm telling you the next week they was building the ground. And he said, I said, man, you know, I need this on this side of town because I got to go all the way. And then I just started looking at empty lots and saying, hmm, what can we go with that? All right. 
So Trinity blew my brain talking about just have something come off the road, fix the car, and let them go. And I'm like, wow, okay. But it's big. You know, I don't know how that can happen, but if we would decide to move forward in it. But I think we should have these conversations, guys. Our conversation should be more than just about what's going on on this world. Our conversation should be about what ain't even happened yet, what need to be formed that started in our imagination and spirit. We should at least exercise in that way sometimes, you know? And it would be far-fetched because this is how stuff like chairs be invented in the first place. It started in somebody's imagination. Everything you see started in someone's imagination, right? So when you are born and now God is now wanting you to fulfill why you were born in the first place, right? So we get these glimpses and these dreams goals and like, oh, what was that? You just had deja vu of what God has already caused you to do. Amen? So as you live your life, now, this is the enemy's job, is to do everything but that. You can just do anything, get caught up and do anything but that. So, what is our, where are we going? Where are you going? Is it just to that mark of making this much every year? Is it just another whatever? Or is what is what you're doing helping to move and advance you into where God has finished part of for you? Amen? So where are you going? Because we know ultimately this world do not satisfy just act like it does, right? It gives you something and says it's going to fulfill you, but you're still not complete. And I'm telling you the truth today, saints. Unless God reveal myself to you, it really brings such a satisfaction because now you're not wondering. You're not wondering. You got all these question marks. What am I supposed to do? And you can't even sleep right. And I think the underlying frustration in a lot of people is because of that. Because these questions have not been answered in their life and they try to whine and beg for blessings amen and when you get comfortable with this but it, it starts with this you have to get comfortable with the questions stop being somebody else stop thinking you're missing something and it's outside of you because you can stop the search and you can look within you can now be faithful to who you are and let God snatch out all that stuff you added trying to become something you're not. Amen. Y'all give Destin a hand. If I know Destin, he got he almost got tired. If I know Destin, he almost got tired. In closing, Proverbs chapter 19, we spending the Proverbs chapter 19, verse number 12. Just a little intro and closing. And it says, you make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. God's purpose will prevail. Nothing can take his place. His purpose can't be substituted in your life. You measure success based on fulfilling who God created you to be. Not on what you 
that's evidence you don't know. If purpose in, isn't fulfilled in your life, it's failure. If purpose isn't fulfilled in your life, it's failure. And if you are under the sound of my voice, it's not too late. You still have time. Time has been allotted to you to accomplish what God wants you to do in it. If I asked you to paint this wall over here and you painted this one and made it perfect, everything perfect, everything in line, did you accomplish my purpose? I asked you to do this one. And you might be successful at what you do. You might be good at it. But did God create you for purpose, for that specific purpose? Your destiny is full of Your destiny is full of promise. It's bugging you. It's harassing you. Destiny is the quietest scream you will ever hear. I got that from the doctor. You know that's good. I didn't come up with that. Destiny is the quietest scream you will ever hear. Every moment of your day is the loudest silence you will ever hear. Your destiny is too strong for death to be unshaken. Most of you know what I'm saying is true. It's already in you to want to do it. It just needs to be revealed to you, especially if you have never had it. It just needs to be revealed to you. And one thing that you're not going to get from the Spirit is time to figure it out with your fruit. But you can look at your fruit. What do you do do you do without working? You can add a page to your computer. If you don't know Jesus,
against you, Savior. Jesus has defeated you on the cross. The web of deception that this world has placed on the minds of God's people be annihilated right now in Jesus' name. By the blood of Jesus, we tear it down in the name of Jesus. Have your way in this place. Lord, Mentor your people. You have a curriculum for them. You have a learning cycle for them. Holy Spirit, repeat after me, saints. Holy Spirit, I invite you in my life to teach me. Reveal to me who I am. Show me. Manifest yourself to me. Now, in Jesus' name, Satan, I renounce you. In your lies, in my life, I renounce all the works of darkness in my life, in Jesus' name. And I accept my destiny for who I am in Christ Jesus. Everybody give him some praise. And that concludes today's sermon. Thanks again for joining us on our Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. We pray that today's message has encouraged and empowered your journey in following Jesus. If you would like to learn more about Restoration Church, please go to our website, r4sq.org. We pray you have a great week. God bless.